0: Hey everybody, this is Simon Daniels of Autograph, and you're listening to Thunder Underground.
1: Welcome to episode 362 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here as always. Got a good one this week because Simon Daniels, the vocalist of Autograph, is here. We're going to talk to Simon about Autograph's brand new album that comes out next month, as well as many other things. I'm going to talk about a brand new album from another band. That I absolutely love. Before we get into all that, I need to let you know who sponsors this podcast. Medpharma, a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51, right off the highway. Very cool thing about them is they've got a drive through and I know a lot of dispensaries around here don't have that option. So if you call or text ahead, you can come right through that drive through pick up your stuff, and be on your way. You can also hit up leafly.com to see their entire selection. Go in and check it out. Great staff, very knowledgeable, great people there. If you go in there and you mention you heard about them on Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. If you follow them on our socials, Medfarm, P-H-A-R-M, on Facebook, Med Farm Okay on Instagram, they're always running great specials, so you don't want to miss any of that. Something else that is always ongoing, 30% of their proceeds at all times go to build no-kill animal shelters cannabis with a cause is what they say and that's an amazing thing most businesses anywhere don't donate nearly a third of their profits to anything so for them to do this and to help out a worthy cause such as you know these animals that have been displaced put them in a no-kill animal shelter that's what we need more of this world so check out med farm tell them you heard about them on thunder underground sunset tattoo is a tattoo shop located in midtown tulsa Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed, and they are mother approved. 25 plus years of experience. Check out the socials, Sunset Tattoo, on both Facebook and Instagram. Tons of photos there where you can check out all the work. Jake does amazing work. 25 plus years of experience. All different styles. Walk-ins are welcome. If you call or text him, or message, or whatever you need to do, figure out a time to go in there and talk to him about work you're looking to have done. I've had work done by him. I'm going to have more work done here in the future. And I know many other people that have as well. And everybody's always pleased with their work from Sunset Tattoo. So hit him up and tell him you heard about him right here. Finally, we've got DEB Concerts. Concert promoter based right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They brought tons of great shows to this area. I'm talking out throughout the year Saxon. They brought Saxon to a club in downtown Tulsa. I mean... If that's all they ever did, I would say this is an amazing promoter. But they've done way, way more than that. Last in Line, L.A. Guns, Lita Ford, Warrant, Bisto Blanco, all these bands and clubs. Then they stepped into the arena game. They brought in Snoop Dogg and Nelly. Then this year, they brought back Snoop Dogg with Ice Cube for two two sold-out nights in a row at the BOK Center Arena. They also brought in the Metal Tour of the Year, Megadeth and Lamb of God earlier this year. Just a couple months ago, they brought in Poison with Tom Kiefer of Cinderella and LA Guns at the BOK Center as well. You can have more stuff coming up. So get on. Follow them on the socials, DEB Concerts on Facebook and Twitter. The website is DEBconcerts.com. Follow them there so you don't miss any future updates. And of course, I'll bring you future updates here as well. All right. So Skid Row released their brand new album The Gangs All Here a little under two weeks ago. The Gangs All Here is the first album from Skid Row that features Eric Gronwall on vocals. Eric was the vocalist for the band Heat out of Sweden. Fantastic band, so check them out if you hadn't before. But Eric, his voice is the closest they've had to Sebastian Bach as far as sound-wise. Because there's times on here where you're like, holy shit, this dude kind of sounds like Sebastian Bach. And I mean, you could always kind of hear that in his voice, but it wasn't as evident, I don't think, because you weren't thinking Skid Row when you're listening to the Heat. I'm one of the I'm one of the people, I know that Skid Row, when you bring him up and talk to people, it, you know, it's kind of divisive on people who say they should have this singer, they should have that singer, whatever. But I've always been a fan of this band. And everything they've done, even post Sebastian Bach, all the stuff they released with Johnny Solinger, I like it all. But this album takes it to another level as far as just the just the music as a whole, because I think what this album does, Rachel Bolan and Dave Sabo have been writing the music since the beginning of the band to now, so it's gonna sound like Skid Row or however they want it to sound. But this album to me definitely harkens back to the first two albums, the two albums that everybody for the most part knows. I mean, I love, like I said, it's Subhuman Race, and then the stuff they did post that, but this, you get the vibe of the debut album, and slave to the Grind, when you listen to this from the get-go. And it almost, to me, in a brilliant way, I don't know if this was intentional, but to me it almost sounds like a cross between the two albums. When you think of musical style, like for instance, the song Hell or High Water, the opening track, to me, I instantly get that Slave to the Grind vibe from a song like Living on a Chain Gang, which is one of my favorite Skid Row songs ever. And then you've got Hell or High Water coming in that has that same kind of attitude and kind of blast in your face that's, you know, that Hell or Highway, excuse me, that Living on a Chain Gang had, but then it gives, kind of has that musical vibe of the first album, and I, I get that kind of throughout, where musically, chorously, sometimes it leans towards the first album, but attitude, kind of swagger and heaviness of Slave to the Grind bleed through a ton as well, and then you've also got the punk influence that comes through at times. Because Skid Row, you know, is always one of those bands that step beyond the traditional, you know, we're just a hair metal, melodic rock band. Especially, you know, when you hear Slave to the Grind, they stepped into that heavier spot. You know, they were out touring with Pantera. You know, Pantera's early days was opening for Skid Row, and it worked. Skid Row was always a bit heavier than those bands. And then they released the EP... Besides ourselves, if you need to look it up, if you haven't heard it, you very well should. But, it, you know, it's got covers of, you know, different influences on there. And, of course, one of them was Psychotherapy by the Ramones. A little more rocked up than the Ramones. But, obviously, the punk influence is there, and you hear it through some of the songs throughout here. But the song, Time Bomb... I believe it was the second single after The Gang's All Here. It just gets ingrained in your head. Melodically, the chorus, everything. Same with Tear It Down. Tear It Down might be the, the highlight track on the album for me. World on Fire ends the album, and it's another just straight-up banger. I mean, this album is full of them. October song is a ballad. And it's the same way. You get that vibe that you get from those classic Skid Row ballads like Wasted Time or Quicksand Jesus. And then there's this song, Nowhere Fast. It's just another one that just somehow magically blends those first two Skid Row that we all know and love. And in, when you look at, I've seen a lot of people talking about this, whether it just be fans or whether it be people in the industry. You know, I've seen other band members mention it that are outside the realm of this music. I've seen members of Nonpoint mention it, and just a few other ones I saw recently were just talking about how great this album is. And you haven't seen that in a while from Skid Row. You don't see it a lot of times from bands from that era because people kind of don't give this stuff the chance that they should. Like, for instance, Warren's most recent album that came out, I guess, probably two or three years ago now. Fantastic album. Same sense. you know. You just, people kind of, and, you know, blow it off, you know, if they're not still delving into that era of music like some of us are that never let it go, you know. But I still, as you can tell from this podcast and a lot of stuff that I've talked about or that me and Jason used to talk about, you know, I'm all over the place in my rock genres that I love. But the 80s rock is where my love of rock and roll started, basically. I mean, probably before that when I was really young, but I'm talking when I was like 10, 12. Really getting into music, Skid Row was one of those bands. So really, you need to check out the gangs all here, and I can't wait to see him live with Eric. I've seen him many times throughout the years. I never, you know, usually I always saw him with Johnny Solinger. I never saw him with uh, ZP Hart or Oh Tony Harnell. I did get to see him with Sebastian Bach back in the nineties. Some I'm fortunate there. But I'm not going to delve into that whole thing. You know, people are arguing. I've always... I've said it many times in this podcast. I've always respected the fact that these guys stick to their guns. Because if Skid Row was to do a reunion with Sebastian Bach, they could go to Europe and probably headline festivals. If not headline, be the second band down. And in America, I mean, they would obviously jump up in capacity of the places they play as well. But I think... It's admirable that these guys have been like, you know, no, we would rather be happy in what we're doing than just go out there and make some money and not be happy while we're doing it. So much respect for that. And they've proven now that if you get the right vocalist in there, you write the songs. I mean, Skid Row was always, these guys, like I said, Dave and Rachel have always wrote the songs. So they've never needed Sebastian Bach for that, and they've proven that once again. So, check this out if you have not. The Gang's All Here, the brand new album from Skid Row. Alright, Simon Daniels is the vocalist for Autograph, and Autograph has their brand new album called Beyond coming out on November 18th. I guess that would be about three weeks from this Friday if my math is not horrible. This album features Randy Rand on bass, one of the original members of Autograph, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. I believe it was in April. And I mention that because he was a huge part of this band throughout their history. Still a huge part. And as you hear in this upcoming interview, a huge part in the writing process, recording, and all of his bass parts were recorded. You know, this was all done before he unfortunately passed. So this album, Beyond, is being dedicated to Randy, and I'm sure all the live shows as well. They just released a video for the first single off the album, and that as well as a tribute to Randy, you need to check it out on YouTube, you know, the whole album, I mean, the whole video is made as a tribute to Randy, so very cool stuff as well. Simon talks about that, and of course... Everything with Autograph moving forward now that Randy's passed. So let's jump into it and hear what Simon Danos has. Well, before I do it, I just want to say I had a chance to listen to this album, Beyond. And it's a fantastic album. And it's something that I think, I think Simon mentioned it in an interview. And I've seen other people talk about it, like in reviews and stuff, that this album, with Simon and the band, you know, it's kind of taken a heavier edge. I mean, it's not... When I say heavier edge I don't mean like heavy metal, it's still a melodic rock band that you can hear sounds like autograph. But obviously, you change singers, you're gonna have a different feel. And he's also a songwriter. Heavily and you know, heavily a part of this songwriting, so of course that's gonna bring a different vibe. But it still stays true to the roots of being a great melodic rock band. But like he spoke of with that, with the lack of keyboards, which the band, you know, was a big part of their sound back in the 80s, is not a part of their sound now. So it's more of just like a streamlined, great hard rock band. So really look forward to hearing Beyond when it comes out. You got about three weeks left. It's another release from Frontiers Records who keeps putting out some great stuff. So be sure and check this out. All right, now let's jump into this interview. Simon Daniels
0: of Autograph. You know, it's the first song of the of the album that uh, a record company decided to put out. Well, we did to turn it in, into a tribute to to Randy, and so we made a video. And uh and people are really liking it a lot.
1: I mean, speaking of that, I I noticed you guys are dedicating the album to Randy as well. Was were his parts recorded in their entirety previous to his passing, or was this yes, something yes. that you didn't guys have to like edit anything together, or anything like that?
0: No, it was all done. Everything was done, including the artwork, the name of the album. Everything was the all the decisions were made uh the week uh, before you know he passed um he was on top of everything uh, uh, collecting information uh for the record company about codes and and for things for royalties and stuff and and then you know and then just just went on a trip on a friday and then and this happened on sunday so it was very very unexpected uh is but now he came to los angeles uh did, you know did all his parts to basestone is fantastic he played amazingly uh we participated together in the with uh, some of the mix in the production it's it's his heart is in it and he comes alive in it
1: good to hear that so like yeah. how, how long was the process of deciding where to go like you know after he passed like did you take a bit of time before you decided to look for someone to replace him or how did that process go
0: we never thought about that really for a for a very long time i mean for a very long time we just thought about f- the, for the 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 thing we knew immediately is that we we wanted to release the album
1: right because
0: uh, that's obviously for sure what he would want want to do he was so excited about it. that's all he talked about that he listened to the parts to the songs you know uh he, he told me several times that this was his favorite lineup and and that this album was his favorite album and 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 he was so hooked on, on on the songs you know and uh so yeah it was very unexpected but we that was the only the first conclusion we had Is after we we, we you know we absorbed the shock a little bit it's like you know what are we going to do now so yeah we got to put the record out and we never even thought about anything about what are we going to do about playing or whatever for for kind of for a while? And then, um, you know, we had contracts and commitments that we have to to honor. And um, we were thinking, you know, what are we going to do in the middle in the middle of all this? Uh, uh, Steve Unger from a metal church, you know, came in the scene and just, you know, already you know, we've we've already known him from from, from uh, the past occasions, and he said, "Hey, I, I'm a huge Randy Rand fan. I saw autograph in 1985 at the Madison Square Garden, when I was a teenager. And uh, you know, I, I really think I would love to to fill in for him. So we just started, like, you know, let's the, let's go play these shows and promote this album, promote his legacy, and 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 and." you know we appreciate you filling in and at this point we've done like seven or eight shows and uh and it's just clicked really well he 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 plays uh very similar to randy I mean not I mean he's got the same kind of style of you know the bass is you know he's got to hold the bass down he plays with uh he ride the lo- the low he rides the low notes and and uh it, you know he sings the high parts you know so they're there's some similarities. Of, co- of course, nobody can replace uh, a guy like this, you know. But uh, it, we didn't audition. We didn't do. We didn't go after anything. It just sort of like kind of fell in our lap, and and then we went out to play. So since then, I every time we play a show, you know, we're basically dedicating the, all the shows and uh, and the album uh publicly to to him. So uh we honored all the energy and and creativity, effort, everything that he put in in his heart that he put into, into this, into this album, which was a lot.
1: Yeah. So you guys didn't even have to do a search at all. Steve just kind of came to you.
0: Yeah. Because we were not thinking about, let's go find somebody. It was right. It was kind of like actually this whole lineup since 2013, that's how everything has happened. We never had to go through people. It's whoever, you know, whatever happened, well, it's it's just kind of, effortless you know I'm a, I'm a big believer that when things are you know meant to happen and then you have a good flow that, that it's you know that they you don't have to push too hard and uh it's to a point where we were not even really thinking about that and then just all of a sudden hey steve hunger wants you know wants to talk to you guys and and and, and you know uh i don't we didn't even look at anybody else
1: very cool i mean in a sense you said that has been the same way with this lineup. So is it similar whenever Steve Lynch left and Jimmy Bell stepped in, or how did that process That's go?
0: Exactly the same, except <laughs> except that the Jimmy Bell called us two, one day later and said, "Hey, I already got four of your songs down." <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Well, you you, I I we know how good you are. So how about you come to L.A.? We flew him from Connecticut to Los Angeles, and as we predicted, in five minutes, it just sounded unbelievable. Now, we were not happy that Steve left. Uh, he left us kind of high and dry, you know, but, uh, you know, he had his own whatever he wanted to do. And uh, so obviously we didn't, ex- what are we going to do now? You know, How are we, we going to, you know, and, and but the, the, when Jimmy came in the picture and he just reached out to us, it was like, uh, okay, well, <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to fight this, you know, uh, don't twist my arm, you know, so just come on down. And then Please. since then we were very. Since then we've been we've been very close, and and the creativity has been great. And uh, you know, I mean, you can only control certain things in your life. Other things that that happen, they sometimes uh, in the beginning they seem to be uh, they don't don't make any sense, and sometimes and then later they settle. You know, it's it's kind of how it is. You have to work with the flow. It's, it's not just you in control. You know, so I learned that a long time ago. So I'm. I have nothing to, you know, other than my sadness for missing Randy because Randy was my best friend for the last nine years of my life. And uh, we had a, I, I actually missed the friend as much or more than the bass player.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of Jimmy, he's been in the band now for what, three years or so. And this, but this is the first time he's been on. What do you think he brings to this album to kind of advance the, the sound of Autograph?
0: Well, we had a single that we put out called Souls on Fire about three years ago. So that was the first recording that we put out, which was a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, riff that he came up with. And I elaborated on it. He brought a lot. I mean, it's this is a there's we basically we wrote 20 songs. I mean, he had parts. He sent me parts of, I don't know, 17 or 18 songs. I already had three songs. That I wrote completed, I at, and I took the parts and uh, you know and put lyrics, melodies, and uh, and added some things, arrangements, and then we went back and forth, and then uh, we started recording here in LA because we record at the, our drummer's house. He's an engineer with credits, and he is uh, and he's got a studio in his house. That's where we did it, and so we, you know we had uh, we had the flexibility to do everything. You know, relaxed, but uh, the 20 songs were completed literally in two and a half weeks, and then we chose 13. Um, one of them is coming out as a bonus track in Japan. The other 12 are on the album, and then there's a version of uh, uh, "Take Me Higher" that uh, it's me just playing the piano and and singing. That they wanted, me, you know, they wanted me to have that version. So. But that's not on the album, so maybe they'll do something with that later. I don't know.
1: when you say that, the, like all the songs that you guys brought in and spent that two and a half weeks putting them together, was that a band effort or like was that just the two of you? Or how did that process go?
0: Mainly the two of us, but everything was being ran by, by 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 everybody. Because when we when I when we go when I went to record at at uh, at Mark's house, you know, we build the song. You know, we build the song with the drums. And, you know, so before we do that, we go over the parts. And, we, you know, so he was part of, of, of arranging. And, and then, then we communicated with Randy uh, and Jimmy. Uh, uh, the, basically, uh, you know, Jimmy already had, uh, you know, he already knew his parts. Uh, and so there was a little bit of back and forth, you know, with files and stuff. But, but then Randy came. And then the three of us were together, and then we, we put Jimmy on, on FaceTime or Skype or whatever. And it was really the four of us that, that completed everything, all the decisions and, and the arrangements. And uh, I suggested an order, and then we changed it a couple of times. And then we we're thinking about a name for the album. And uh, we wanted something that would um, give the impression of continuation, of expansion. And uh, uh, interestingly enough... Um, there were some names that came came about, but they were not really translating what we wanted to say, It's like autopilot things like this. But but then all of a sudden, beyond came about, and that was Randy's favorite. And you know, ironically, people think that we came up with this name after he passed, but no, that was his favorite title, and uh, and, and so everything was completed with him. Uh, and then when he passed, the name beyond all of a sudden takes a takes a also a, a, I wouldn't say a different, but a more expanded uh, meaning, you know, so it's just it's it's just very, very interesting to see how, you know, things happen like this uh, without so much, so much uh, thinking and searching and all this is just unbelievable i come from a school in my life that in the past that, that i you know like most people that you you know you think that you take care of everything by action right and uh, and, and 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 i found out many years ago that you're really working with an, with another force and and you can't just think that you can't push things and control things by yourself there's this other other you know uh thing that puzzles everything together you got to work with that and so we've gotta gotta get out of the way uh and uh it's a little frightening in the beginning because you, you feel like you're losing that sense of control but but it's it's i could say maybe even save my life along the years in terms of because i i look at everything that way at this point
1: i'm sure from a personal standpoint it's probably feels good to finally that we're getting close to the album finally coming out for everybody to hear because i'm guessing if you know, Randy was still here. That this album probably would have came out early in the year, right?
0: Yeah, it actually, was uh, <laughs> it was postponed for a couple of months. It was going to come yeah. out in September, but uh, it's you know it's available for, for pre order already. And and just I want to let ev- everybody know that it's uh, autograph. If you go to autographband dot net, you can pre order the album right now. And uh, the release is set up for November eighteenth. So we also have tour dates there, and we also have uh, some information. I mean, it's our website; it's a one-stop, and you can. It's linked to to Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: Well, I'm sure, having been involved in the writing of these songs, all the songs are special to you, but are there any songs that kind of stick out? I mean, I've got a chance to listen to the album, and I'm a big fan of Your Slave Tonight and Take Me Higher. I'm assuming that you know Take Me Higher because you mentioned that as well.
0: Take Me Higher is getting a ridiculous, incredibly ridiculous in a positive way. I mean, uh, it's getting an incredible response. It's uh, we just played it live for the first time on Saturday in in Sacramento, uh, okay. actually, two nights ago. And then, yeah, you play a new song and nobody heard for the first time live, and, uh, and uh, it was just pretty crazy how people got it, you know. And uh, it's just really uh, anybody can relate to that. and uh, but you know, nothing was calculated. The songs were written. You know, they were written with the feelings that they were at the moment. But I, I don't really. I couldn't say I have a, a favorite because I really don't think there's a one filler in this album. And I, I, I mean, I actually have. I, I I like all the songs in the album. Maybe I might say I like one more than another. I that even that is difficult to answer, and it's not because I'm attached to it. It's it's truly because I think we we, we had 20 songs and we were able to really easily choose the, the, best 12 ones, you know, and, uh, take me higher sticking out big time. Uh, your slave tonight. It's one of my personal favorites, uh, favorites. Um, um, a lot of people like, uh, the saint the place I want to be, which is the first video. Uh, and there's, there, there's other songs. There's a song, um, called uh, everything that's that's very strong I, th- I think all the strongs are very strong They're, I'm very 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 pleased and proud uh, with with the result which is not something that happens all the time
1: this being your third release with the band like how do you feel this progresses from louder and get off your ass
0: in, in, you know incredibly well it's expanding because all the way from the sound quality to the arrangements to the to the lyricism uh, and to the uh, arrangements um, it's uh, it's just uh, music it's, there's a lot of substance there um, and uh, yeah, the, the parts uh, there's variety too there's dynamics there's different you know uh, the different directions and I think you can put this album and just go on a journey and you don't have to skip any songs uh, compared to the other I mean I thought Get Off Your Ass was really good too in my opinion but this this is definitely uh, notches up
1: when you first joined the band in 2013 how long was it before there were talks about doing new music because i'm guessing when you joined the band it was you know hey let's we're doing these reunion shows but how long yeah. did it take for the process of saying hey let's write some new music
0: well right from the start the proposal was not to just you know repeat what it was in the 80s simply just mimic and create a nostalgic situation uh i was approached by the three original members mainly Kenny Richards which was uh, the drummer and uh you know we, then i then i met Randy and Steven and then the, everybody was saying well we 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 want to we want to take the band we want to take the good of what it was in the past you know the essence of the melodies the harmonies the riffs you know some of the uh, key elements, but we want to modernize. We want to. We want to also get into a new audience, and and uh, then they decided not to have keyboards, which I play keyboards as well. But um, it's it's just if you play parts that were on keyboards on guitar, uh, the same parts, the same notes. There's a there's a sound with like guitar that sounds more. It sounds a little harder and sounds more ringing and. And and, and 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 that era, the, the mid '80s, was very much like the, the like she's a runaway from Bon Jovi, and you know. That, that has those keyboard There were pad keyboards that were very soft. You know, nothing against it. It's just they. I said, "Yeah, hey guys, you don't have to convince me. You know, uh, I am into, I'm, you know, I'm into rock and roll bands. I'm into guitar bands. You know. With that said, like I said, I play the piano song." and I sang in this. But so that made a little bit of the change. There was a little resistance, we, I, which we, we expected. But uh, we wanted to create something that would be authentic in the long run and uh, um, and not just be something that is uh, just a, 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 a replication of what it was. We wanted to take it further, which, you know, sometimes uh, it takes a little longer to establish. But once you establish your, your, you you know, you have... You you you're you don't you're not limited. You can you can go further and, and and gather new fans and new and new generations and and you know and people that you know because it's really so, such a long time ago, thirty five years ago. And this is, this is not a band that continued playing like all these other bands. They're you know they keep they did they they, they stopped they disbanded. One of the members died, you know. And then as we were doing this. Um, uh, you know, Kenya Richards all of a sudden couldn't play. So you know, he just had a problem with his back, and he had also a substance problem. And uh, so the other two guys who knew him said, "No, oh, we can't. We can't do this." He's not, you know. I said, "Well, uh, what are we going to do?" And and then you know, so the, the another drummer was brought in, which was uh, happened to be Mark, and uh, we all clicked together, and we were a very strong unit for a pretty good five years uh to answer your question yes we toured from 2013 to 2014 to 2015 and uh you know i've already had songs and showed it to them and and, then how about this how about this and then let's just do something creative and put something out of this new lineup uh in 2016 we 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 did an ep uh called loud louder which was once again, a continuation. You know, that already by the title, you can see. You know, it's, it's sort of like an extension. There were five songs, and uh, four of the songs were brand new. Uh, wh- the first one is called "You Are Us, We Are You," which was sort of like a dedication to the audience for for being so warm and receiving a, receiving the band back with, with 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 this new lineup in the situation, which we got very good. Uh, we played all these festivals and uh, big festivals, and and uh, situations are with big bands, and it was really, really interesting to see because you know everybody looks different thirty years later, and and half the band is a different band, you know. So, uh, but it was very well accepted. And then the EP, the EP did very well. Um, it was, I think, on the top tail of iTunes because it was independent for like two weeks, at least or two or three weeks. Um, and then there was a live recording of Turn Up the Radio that was done in England. Uh, and uh, so that was the EP. So yeah, we went about two years, and then, and then we, we, we put out our first recording.
1: Well, whenever going forward from here, now that you know Randy's not with us anymore, and you're the only guy left kind of from that era, from a few years ago, Like, how do you maintain the spirit of the original band moving forward and also expanding with all new members? Basically,
0: like I said, the essence of the music is there. Uh, It naturally, from us coming from uh, harmonies and uh, melodies and riffs and uh, uplifting, um, you know, strong rock and roll music with of course that kind of a vibe uh the 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 lyrics are obviously more current because there are you know this is a different world that it was 35 years ago still the spirit is there um the style is there and uh anybody that liked autograph is gonna see the similarities if you, like, if you listen to the first song on the album, uh, This Ain't the Place I Want to Be, it starts out with a guitar solo, tapping a guitar solo. It is the face of Autograph. you know. And then there's the chorus comes in, and it's, it's basically something that could have been in their first album or second, uh, maybe with different lyrics and also with a different voice because I wasn't there.
1: Right. You guys also have the Monsters of Rock and the 80s Cruise coming up early next year? and i know you've yeah. done monsters of rock in the past Are you a fan of cruises like this
0: yes uh <laughs> it doesn't suck you know you you, <laughs> you go there and you know um uh, it, it's cool for the fans you know because they get you know they get to meet uh they, they get to meet you you know you know you get to meet them and and it becomes uh it becomes more like a vivid relationship other than a cyber relationship <laughs> you know? right so so you you, you, you remember the names and faces, and it means a lot to them. Uh, and plus, the shows are great. You get an instant instant feedback. And then you party with everybody. Everybody have a great time. Uh, what, what, what can I say? I mean, that's awesome.
1: It's like a work trip and a vacation all at the same time?
0: <laughs> well, to me, it's always just kind of like a vacation because what I – I do music twenty four seven. That's what I do, and I do it because it's what I love. So I don't ever really feel like I'm working. The the, the work part is really the traveling, right? And since you're in a, on a ship, and you just have to travel to your cabin, and there are, and I'm just kidding about this, but there, there are the advantages of you never have you're never going to get a DUI. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not I'm not talking about myself, but other people. You know, I'm not, so there's all these advantages and these things. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, if I go, when I go on one of those trips, it's like, I don't, I don't even think of the word work in my head, but it is, if you want to call, it, uh, you know, commitment work, then I would say it is because you have to, de- you want to deliver a great show, you know, as well. So there's two shows that you play, you know, and you want to deliver two great, incredible, non-forgettable shows. So, everything else has to revolve around that
1: so it's not ever overwhelming with with fans having that much access to you basically at any time it
0: is overwhelming but it's okay um you know it's part it's part of it uh we appreciate the people that 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 are in the journey with us and we actually have a lot of fun with them uh it's you know it's uh it's like a big party with a lot of friends who who like you a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they're part of everything because when we play a show, it's not here's the band and here's the audience. It's basically just one thing. It's like it's one event where everybody is one thing because everything we do is based on on connection to live uh, with them. So there's a very strong connection, and and the flow of the show is always unpredictable because the connection changes you know but that that is just something that we appreciate and they do too
1: what's it been like working with frontiers records so far like i i really appreciate everything they've been doing the last several years with all the albums and the bands that they've brought back out and everything so has it been a good relationship so far for you guys
0: yes very good i mean there's no there's not much to do i mean we we made we make the record we send it to them yeah uh you know they give us a schedule they create the schedule they they we're, we you know they have uh their people we have some other people working together they're all everybody's working together as a team and um i i am very happy with it at this point
1: yeah it seems like they're a lot better at promotion than a lot of record levels are at least from what i've seen
0: I don't know much about the, the you know that part of it. <clears throat> I know that they're in Europe, and of course, and you know, I don't know. I, we we actually have some people helping us here in the U.S., and uh, which are actually people who they know and who they're working with too. So, the you know, we're trying to complete the circle. But at some point, <clears throat> we we hope that one of the songs is going to start, you know, really uh, catching on and 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 then when that happens everything becomes a lot easier
1: well random note for you like three or four years ago i had one of your former bandmates from joel house on the podcast amir uh-huh
0: okay yeah
1: with his new band julian k
0: yep yeah. yeah 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 we we're always in touch yeah he lives in that right. lake too he lives in long beach
1: okay yeah all right man well i appreciate you taking the time with me today and Really loving the new album and hoping to see you guys live in this coming year.
0: Yes. Uh, Trent, thank you so much. And and uh, I just want to remind everybody, go to autographband.net uh, for any information. If you want to purchase the record and and uh, Trent, feel free to reach out anytime
1: if you want. Absolutely. Okay? We'll do. We're here for you. There you go. Simon Daniels of Autograph. A huge thank you to Jody Best of Best Bet Promotions for her continued support of this podcast. And of course, a massive thank you to Simon Daniels for taking some time out there to talk to me about the brand new album, Beyond, from Autograph, as well as a few other things. Beyond comes out November 18th. Of course, you can go pre-order this thing from their website. You can go to Amazon, whatever. You can also pre-save it if you do that. I know, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of bands are doing that now where you can pre-save stuff on Spotify or Apple Music. That, of course, helps the band out as well. Follow Autograph on the socials. Follow Simon Daniels on the socials. And check these guys out. Many people know Autograph because of Turn Up the Radio and Blondes and Black Cars. But there's much more to this band. And this album is proof of that. So check out Beyond coming here very soon from Autograph. Alright, if this is your first time listening... Greatly appreciate it. There's 361 episodes previous to this you can check out. And if you love 80s, if you love the autograph stuff, like I talked about Skid Row before that interview, I've had on a lot of artists from that era of music. Dee Snider of Twisted Sister has been on here. Frank Cannon of Tesla has been on here four times. Brian Weed of Tesla has been on here. Mark Kendall of Great White has been on a couple times. Let me think. Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns has been on. Patrick, the drummer of Junkyard, has been on here twice. David Roach of Junkyard has also been on here. Had on pretty much all the members of Kix, K-I-X, one of the most underrated bands of the era. K-I-S-S, KISS, Gene Simmons has been on this podcast, as well as Bruce Kulik, guitarist during that 80s to mid-90s run. Some great stuff from Bruce Kulick, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio. Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. Let me think here. When I'm thinking of that easy stuff. Guys from Firehouse, Trickster, Warrant. Joey Allen and Robert Mason have both been on here. Steve Blaze from Lillian Axe. I know I'm forgetting some big ones, but hey. I've also had on some heavy stuff. Like guys from Megadeth and Testament, The Black Doggy Murder, Death Angel, Crowbar. Crosion Conformity, Prong, Typo Negative Helmet, fat-on guys from stuff like King's X, Battlecross, Shooter Jennings has been on here. So there's a long list you can check out. Ethan underground.com, you can listen to everything there. Follow on all the socials, they're all listed on there as well. Like, subscribe, tweet, and whatever. Whatever that social allows you to do, if you share, post, comment, reply, anything you do, helps spread the word around. So it'd be much appreciated. Wherever you're listening to this right now, follow, like, and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can listen to this on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all kinds of great stuff. Speaking of future episodes, Miljinko Matajevic, the vocalist of Steelheart and the vocalist of the band Steel Dragon from the movie Rockstar, is going to be on this podcast very shortly. Talked to him recently. Also talked to Josie Scott, the original vocalist of Saliva, recently. So that one will be coming up soon as well. So be on the lookout for both of those. We've also got a couple that are scheduled, and we'll announce those when it happens. All right. I don't know what else to say. Halloween is this coming week. Hope you have a good one. I believe... I don't know why I'm... I'm telling you my thoughts right here. On... Recording, you can hear me thinking out loud. Usually, on Halloween, I might not have last year. That's what I'm trying to remember. But we tried to make it Halloween-centric. A couple, a few of those years, me and Jason did. Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative was one on our Halloween episode. Alan Robert from Life of Agony has been on here a couple of times, and both of them are around that time. Because Alan Robert has his beauty and horror coloring book line that he's put out. It's become a big hit. But yeah, check out those past episodes. But I might have a Halloween-centric episode next week. If not, you're going to get some Stillheart or Josie Scott coming at you. But all right, be on the lookout for all that. Once again, huge thank you to Medfarm, Sunset Tattoo, and DEB Concerts, and of course, Best Bet Promotions, and Simon Daniels. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.